Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We are live from the Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, specifically Stadium Swim. It looks pretty cool, does it not? Can we do all our shows from here forever from now on? Just not go back? It's fine. It'll work out. Game one of the whole rookie face-off, I guess. It was the first game of the whole thing. Avs versus Coyotes. Avs win the thing 3-2 in overtime. Thanks to Sam Malinsky. We'll get to him in a little bit. First of all, Megan, Eric, you guys happy to be here? I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) I've never been to a showcase like this before. There you go. First time. To have prospects all in one place like this. It's real cool. You don't get this many in one spot very no, often. No, that's a, it's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. It, it, it's fun to see, and there's every team represent every team's is represented well, and uh, whether it's former players or management or whatever it is, you run into it. It's fun to see everybody in the laid back environment. You know what I mean? Because there's no stress. I mean, listen, you want to win, but I mean. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter, you know, for, for, for the management. The players on the ice want to win. They do. Right. I mean, it's like anything else. But for me, it's not do or die, you know. Yeah. It's not like if you have a loss, you're not, like, you're going to bed angry. Like, if you're, you know, <laughs> if you're Chris McFarlane, you know what I mean? Like, right. Certainly the front office isn't. Yeah. You're, I, the scout came out in you immediately here, all right? You're sitting there going, ah, X off this guy. Oh, I like this guy, that guy. Right away. You no, were... <laughs> I loved it. It's it's affirming or intriguing. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I love it. I mean, this is, it's hockey, right? Like you guys are saying, it's fun to be at a rink and it's fun to see some some up and uh, comers that are going to play in the National Hockey League, not just for the Avalanche, but for all the teams that are represented here. So it's fun. Uh, I will get to some of them. Yep. You can um, say Logan Cooley. Yeah, here you go. You <laughs> know, I, 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 I'm just saying. I want to start with Cooley yeah, because, perfect. let's be honest, he was the best player in this hockey game, right? Like, I get the score sheet says otherwise, but, man, is he fun to watch. He's as advertised. And I think there was some concern at the National League level. Will his game translate? And I'm not prepared to say that definitively in just one game in this showcase. But he was everything that he was built to be. And to be a step ahead of his peers coming straight from college, when we always talk about transitioning to the pace of pro play, how that can be a little bit difficult. And he's playing among players, especially opposite him, a lot of guys who have a pro experience under their belt. Yep. And the fact that he could not only hang, but kind of do beat whatever he guys wanted. <laughs> is really encouraging for Cooley. He's. Uh... I watched him last year. It's the first time I've ever seen him. 
Uh, I just happened to watch a college hockey game, and, and it was his team, and uh, I was blown away because I'm like, oh wow, you know, I get it, you know, third overall, you know, what I mean, like, I see why, you know, what I mean, it was fun to watch him. He's a magician with a puck, right? He just creates stuff out of nothing, you know, what I mean, and then he's got a little bit of Jack Hughes in him for me, you know, what I mean, he's he's just kind of crafty, smaller yep. guy, and they find ways to squeak in and out. So he's uh, he was fun to watch. If I'm an Arizona Coyote fan, I'm I'm excited. Um, you know, this is a guy. This is a guy that's gonna woo wow people. You know what I mean? And and then he's gonna be uh, electric. And I think that you know, there's no. That, that's why he got on the plane and went to Australia, right? I mean, to, <laughs> yeah. to join the team, obviously. Uh, to, you know, he's on a 16-hour flight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, it's actually interesting to see the top of their lineup and who they're able to put on the ice in this showcase. Is it bodes very well for yeah. the future of Coyotes forward prospects, especially and Cooley specifically to be able to bend the game to his will among players that have had that pro experience, like I alluded to, is quite encouraging. It- for me, and like if you're a fan of the Coyotes and you want to get hype on him and watch him in the rest of the games, awesome, go do it. But I don't need to watch that guy again at this showcase. He showed up and it was like, oh, Great. his pace is just better than everyone else. He impressed else's. on this stage, which also takes a degree of confidence. And I think yep. that is going to be what helps him to separate and play at the National League level. Yep. Now, I know that it's a very different game, but you have to have confidence. That's the first step. And to impress the way he did in this showcase is the first part of it. I've, how many times did we talk about Alex? Newhook losing confidence last year and that being his struggles. Doesn't look like that's going to be a problem for Logan Cooley. (laughs) I say that, but you know, the NHL is a different beast. But he made it very obvious he is beyond the level of competition at a rookie face-off. And he was playing with Gunter too, right? That's got some experience. And again, he looked good too. You know what I mean? Like you, you can see that he's got He's a first-rounder, right? And he's got NHL experience. And, you know, there's a big difference when you go play in those games. You have to dominate. You have to show that you're a step above the, the competition. And those two are. You know, and I didn't mind them being, obviously, combined with Josh Doan. I, I like the I like what he's doing there, 91. You know, yes. opposite of 19, his father. You know, I like that. <laughs> um, you know, but he, he seems to... You know, want to form his own identity, and uh, he scored a nice goal. He's going to be a nice player at a good, you know, not a career at ASU, right? He left after what, three years, two years, or whatever it was. Sorry, I Arizona think it was fans. just one. Was it one? Was it just one? Anyway, it was he wasn't one there or two, long. Yeah, well, one or two. But good player. He's, he's going to find his way. He's going to find his own niche. And obviously, those three guys stood out on the Arizona yeah. side, right? I mean, don't score on both goals for Arizona. All of the scoring Absolutely. for them. Absolutely. That first goal. Handle in a phone booth. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the hands. That's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, look, I would not go so far as to say that I am afraid of Arizona in the future of the Central Division, but you can see the building blocks there for that organization. You can see the players coming for them that two, three, four years down the line, is it a playoff team? Too early to say. But the talent will be there. We penciled Cooley in their forward group, but not even looking at Genther, because Genther wants to get back into the NHL. He is this guy who's had a taste of it, but has also been resigned to the American League at points too. And so I think that showed too, there's a lot of pro polish in his game especially. Doan is one who's looking to open that door and take that step. And he doesn't even need to in this next year because you look at some of the forward prospects that are young and in Arizona right now in, um, I almost, I almost said 
a different player, Michelli is who I'm trying to say, um, and Jack McBain. Yep. And those are two young forward prospects that are literally there right now. So there isn't even an urgency for Doan to make that step in this next year so they can take their time a little bit with him and usher him in. I won't say gradually, though. I don't think he's so far off from the National League level, but it is encouraging, especially on the forward side for Arizona moving forward. Yeah. I mean, they stripped it right, right? Bill Armstrong's done a good job, uh, you know, accumulating the draft picks and, and making the most of the draft picks, right? You know, obviously third overall is, uh, you know, somewhere, somehow, you got to get some growing I mean, some pains to get the, the third overall pick, right? That means that the seasons weren't very good, you know, the year before. Yeah, but there's a lot of pain. But there's sure. a lot of pain. <laughs> but but I think you can see, like, the light at the end of the tunnel, and I think that they're getting some continuity. I've heard him before talk about Andre Touringy, which yes. I'm a big fan of, you know. Um, obviously, former Avalanche assistant coach, right? And the Signed Patrick his Lock, extension yeah. over the offseason. Yep. 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 No, they can see a little bit of continuity, and I think Bill's trying to do that, Armstrong, with, with the Coyotes, and and at some point, whenever that is, they're going to decide as a team, when they want, as a management team, when they want to take that next step. It looks like they made that step a little bit this year, you know, getting, uh, you know, the veteran guys that they signed, right, in soccer and guys like that. But, uh, you know, just a little step, right? You know, like NHLers, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Former Avalanche. Uh, <laughs> that that there's it down to 500 players. No, 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 no. <laughs> My lord, he went to Toronto, got traded for Kadri and uh, 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 Barry. Tyson Barry. No, no, no. I, no Kerfoot? No. Kerfoot. Oh, That's a great that. depth option. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. NHL players, right? Kerfoot, soccer. So now they're trying to, to bring it there, and then at some point they're going to take that step, right? And then we'll see what happens with that team. But yes, they will be dangerous. No. Oh, I was going to say, the, the funny thing to the final note in talking to Josh Doan after the yeah. game is talking to him about Logan Cooley and playing alongside him. And one of the notes is he's just relieved not to be playing opposite him in college anymore. <laughs> it's fun to play with the guys that are pretty right. good. Right. He's like, no, I, I already know what Cooley is because I had to play against him, and I'm just relieved he's a teammate now. The other guy I want to talk about here, the, the defensive side, Maverick Lamoureux. Yeah. Can he be that guy for Arizona? And like, obviously he's not going to be Kale McCarr. That's a ridiculous ass. But can he be Arizona's version of a Sam Gerrard? Or really, if you're looking at his size category, maybe he's more of a Josh Manson or something like that for them. Can he be a building block for that defense? Well, he stood out for me. Uh, what, I, I, yeah, I what's never, his age? You know, he's he's a, he's a 19 year old boy, oh, right? Absolutely. You know, he's in like, the first round last first year. First round, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's but he stood out for me because we were sitting close to the to the ice, right? And then he had a big hit there in front of us, and it's like, who's that? You know what I mean? You look at him as a big boy. What is he, six seven? Yeah, he's huge. He's gigantic. He's a baby. He's 19. He's only gonna get bigger and stronger. I think that was a sneaky good pick there. Not at you know, I've never seen him play before. Well, I know you had watched him and everything, and sometimes you know what I mean, like. Guys take time, you know. I mean, oh, they're yeah. projects, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Especially when you're that size. When you're six, seven, you're a project. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but it looks like that's a nice project they got on their hands. I'm really, uh, yeah. I, again, not because I'm French and I'm from Montreal. You know, I mean, I get it. But somewhere, the fix is I liked them. I liked them. You Quebecers no, always stick together. I liked them too. Obviously, the size stands out, and that's a lazy analysis to just say he's big. But beyond just being big. Oh, no. I think that he is defensively responsible and can use his size effectively. And we talk about how different positions have a, a sort of different timeline to break out, Kale McCarr being such an exception because of who he is. Yeah. But at 19, there is still a lot of runway for him to step into those shoes and 
I think he, he definitely has potential to be a building block for Arizona. When we say a player is big, the reason we talk about it is because if you take two exact players of the exact same skill, you're taking the bigger one because it's just an advantage, full stop, if you are of equal skill levels at hockey. Right. It's hard, it's hard to look past, and you know, obviously the league has finally kind of grown a little bit more towards the small guys over the last three, four, five years, and we're seeing more of that, but that does not take away the fact that 6-7 can play hockey? Yeah, you got a pretty good chance. Did want to talk about the best defenseman in this game, though, which is not a Coyote. Sam Malinsky, involved in all three Avalanche goals, including the game winner. Eric, you were talking before the showcase, for someone like Sam, you're saying they have to pop. There's more to lose than the game for someone like that. Is this enough? Did he pop? Absolutely, and he was the best player on the ice for me. You take aside Logan Cooley, I, right? I, you know what I mean? Like I think you can make a real argument that I mean, he was the best player. I mean, wasn't forward, wasn't He's the best deal on the ice by far. Is he supposed to be? Yes. You know what I mean? And that's what I was saying, like, the last couple of days. You go in that situation there in those games, and you have to dominate. It's easier said than done, but he sure did. You know, he showed to me, I've never seen him play, I got no problem saying to you today, after watching this, even though it is a rookie game, he can step in and play in an NHL game. To what extent? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see the next test, which is the preseason games, right? And then you'll see the regular season game. But right now, he's on a you know trajectory going this way. And what he did today is he's supposed to dominate. He did. And for me, I raised my hat to He knows the game on that first goal there, gets the puck. Most guys, they get the puck back in deep and they don't, oh, I just you know, want to play. He finds no, the seam. He finds yep. the seam. He finds the guy right yes. there. Boom. Pucks in the net. And that's what offensive players like like Joe back then or whatever, those guys, McKinnon, they, they want to play. That's why they love Kale McCarr when he's on the ice. Don't worry. When you're on the ice, you look who's back there. You do. It's just a normal thing to do. So you know who's with you. And then, you know, Makar's with you, like, oh, you know how to get open. This is the same guy. I mean, I'm not comparing to Makar. I'm saying, but he will find you. He's I, not just going to puck hey, whack he it. he had that shimmy move at the blue line that looked yes, a little bit like Makar. Yes. I was just saying. <laughs> but he'll find you. He's not a puck whacker. He's Yo, not yeah. going to whack the puck like, ah, you know what I mean? He's just going to make plays. He's a hockey player. He's a highly IQ player. You can tell he's a smart boy. Forget about the Ivy Leagues. He's a smart kid. And I tell you one thing, he was really, really dominant today. There's a couple things that stand out that we already know to be true of Malinsky, but I think are emphasized in this game. And one of those is, I think we're all aware that he's 25 years old. And the one thing I will say is any players who lost a season to COVID get a year taken that, off. So he's actually really 24, 24 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. But what actually does stand out from his time at Cornell is the leadership component. Now, he's not the most vocal leader, but he is wearing the C. And there are players in this it's showcase true. that have been in it before that are just wearing an A. Yep. It's just Oscar lesson. Like, that's not fair to just single <laughs> them out like specific. that. No, but what I'm, where I'm getting at is for Sam Malinsky to emerge as the leader in this group, part of it is his age. There is maturity to him, but he yep. also has leadership experience. Steinberg's right there beside him because they also led together literally at Cornell. And I think it showed, though, though he isn't the most vocal leader on ice, he is important in big situations. He is taking up significant moments of ice. And then the other part of it is he is talking to the guys. And you can see that it's important in a showcase like this for Ken building too because that's a lot of what this showcases as well and then the other thing is meaningful possession you talk about finding seams 
I know I talk about the defensive side of his game because I worry that people forget that he is actually pretty responsible there. Yeah. But I want to talk about the offensive side. And that is where he separated from other players that I still liked in this game that definitely don't have the reps. And that is what Malinsky, how he differentiated himself was he generated more meaningful possession in the offensive zone. He just had better looks that led to scoring chances that other guys, they just didn't make the most dangerous play possible. I agree. And I like his vision. I, at the American League level, have already seen that to be true, too. He has great vision. And the hockey IQ is something that I think, I don't know that it necessarily grows, but it is the kind of thing that can't be taught. And so in talking about what the future holds for Malinsky, because the IQ is already there and he seems to be learning quickly, I'm encouraged for what's to come next. And then obviously him being the one to get the game winner it's not something that every player is capable of. Those are significant moments. It's, you know, it's different. Being able to score a goal is different from the game-winning goal. And Malinsky separating himself just adds one other way in which he is trying to come out of this showcase as a player that's vying for an NHL job one day. I'm gonna make you do it. I know one game is ridiculous to make assessments like this. Malinsky, make the team, yes or no? That's a that's a too early. <laughs> it, it's it's also just the opportunity hasn't there yet. I I hear you. I'm looking at the Avs and I'm not sure that it's there quite yet. It's not even necessarily a demerit of Malinsky, but he'll find a way in there. He'll find I a way like in there. I think they point. like him. He'll find a way in again. Make them make decisions, and that's what yeah. you got to do. You know, that's the only thing you can control. Look, we're in Vegas, so take a gamble. Yes, he's going to make the team. Let's go. Malinsky right. Magic. <laughs> Malinsky Magic in Vegas. Plus, he's a, Come on. he's a friend of the program. He's a friend of the that, show. That's true. He's that's a friend right. of the show that's now. Right. So, you know, you got to have it happen. Uh, there is one thing I miss in Vegas, though. Snarfs. Can't get myself a delicious sandwich. Look, we went to a, a bacon place for, for lunch today. Got some delicious bacon. It's not the Snarf's hot dog bacon sandwich. It's That's not so quite true. the same. So you got to get yourself some Snarf's if you're out in Colorado. You can go check them out. They have fresh ingredients every single day. Uh, they also have a burger joint in a couple of locations now, too. So go check that out if burgers are more your thing at Snarf's. They have the highest quality ingredients. Jimmy Seidel personally chooses each item that Jimmy Seidel is Snarf, by the way. I should just call him Snarf. Uh, he chooses every single item that they put out. So they got the best stuff. They're bread mwah, to die for. You cannot go wrong with these guys. Uh, go check them out and get the Snarfs app today, and you can join them to fight against hunger in our communities. People can simply take a photo of their Snarfs or Snarf burger meal on the Gift a Meal app, and for every photo, they'll fund a free meal at a local food bank. Uh, so, yeah, you're given free food by eating Snarfs, too. Get on it. Download that Snarfs app. When you log on to that, you can get $5 off an order of $10 or more. They also have a bunch of awesome stuff like birthday gifts, referral points, and more. If you want to try them out, they're going to be at our Broncos tailgates this season. So, go get Snarfs. And there's a couple DU kids out here. I bet they're, they're Snarfs fans as well. I so. bet they are. Easy. Good, great pregame meal, for sure. Definitely won't weigh you down on the ice. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it might. <laughs> Post-game meal, then. How about that? There you go. <laughs> 
go get yourself some Fubo TV if you want to be watching hockey this year. 140 plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and more. Go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR today to get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Of course, you can watch all the football you want. I would say if you get the chance to go watch it on Stadium Swim instead, maybe go do that. But when you're at home, not in Vegas, Fubo is the way to go. Uh, look, they're great. They don't have just sports, but they do have a ton of that. You can watch TV shows, the movies, already mentioned it all. And they're just an awesome, easy way to do it. There's no cable, there's no contract. They got a thousand hours of DVR, so if you're working during the game, you can record it. They got it right there for you. None of the hassle, all of the ease of streaming. So go check it out, fubotv.com slash dnvr today. Get that 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Want to get into more of these abs because I do think there is a lot to talk about. Obviously, the big name forward, Olausen, certainly didn't pop in the way Malinsky did. How do, how do we feel about the first game of this thing for Olausen? It's tough because it wasn't a bad game. And I obviously agree. he was rewarded with top minutes for a reason. He is still the player, especially in this prospect depth chart at the top of it all. Mm -hmm. And he should be. I thought his pass, so like beyond just this game, his passing has improved. Not that this was necessarily a bad thing, but I talk about meaningful possession and he made good decisions. And he was able to find guys in inside ice in ways that other people didn't handle as skillfully. And yep. so the puck skill in that way impressed me. He was fed once and ripped a shot, and he just wasn't in the best position on the ice, but I wanted to see a little bit more of that, but I was glad of what I saw there. Just want to see a little bit more. And so yep. that also is like you have to feed Olison too for that to happen. And it was an interesting combination of things. But the one thing that concerned me a little bit is the quality in his game that has been cited as room for improving is he can sometimes get caught puck watching and I don't necessarily think he was doing that specifically but I, I wanted to see extra engagement I wanted him to be eager for those puck battles and obviously winning them because you look at the physicality and he absolutely should be and that's where I think that we're going to talk about Jason Pullen but that's where I think in this showcase where you want be a little extra. I just think Oscar was relying on the high skill upside, which he has. The, you know, the puck skill, like I alluded to. Some, it yeah. is there. I think he's a smart player. I just wanted to see him be a little extra, lay it on a little thick. And I I think that's what's missing for me. It's I don't want to use the word apathetic because there's obviously engagement there. I just think it needs to be one level more. Yeah. I, I know that he's a first rounder. I caught him a couple times last year with the Eagles. I caught him a couple games where he didn't play much. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't get that good ice. He got that crappy ice. That's true. Um, it's a tough league. I mean, the American Hockey League is a tough league. You're not just going to go in there and dominate uh, because you're a first-rounder. So uh, so I think what's, what's happening with him is now he owes it to himself, and he owes it to the people that drafted him in the first round, right? Somebody stuck their neck out there for him. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we're going to take this guy. Now he owes it to, to show what they saw in him, and then he owes it to himself, too, to take it out and show it. Um, I, I think a, a weekend like this is an, opportun uh, an opportunity for him to step out a little bit and step up his game. Um, I would have liked to see him a little bit more... I'll use that word again, pop, you know what I mean? I, yep. I saw other guys pop, I didn't see him. And I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm saying 
I think that they're going to do everything to make him look good, as you should. You know, there's a reason you picked him in the first round. You saw something, obviously, that a lot of people saw in him. Um, I, I think it's up to him right now to put his big boy pants, his big boy skates, and, you know, kind of find an identity. What is he going to be? What am I going to be in this league? How do I need to achieve that? How do I need to get there? Obviously, made some strides last year. Forget about the stats. Those are very average stats, right? I mean, I mean, that's not, that's not, you know, they're not unbelievable. They're very average um, for a first round pick. But it is in a different country. It is, you know, the pro world is different. He learned a lot. Uh, under Cronin, I'm sure he learned to play, yes. uh, you know, some better hockey away from the puck or puck watching, like you were saying. So I think it'll be interesting to see how he finishes this weekend. Now he translates that to next week, and then see some strides where where Bednar sees something and says, "Hey, I want this guy in our lineup, or I want this guy maybe where there's a hole." Of, of course, it's not a lot of holes right now, licking on things, but things change, right? You know, in a heartbeat. So I think he's got to put himself in a position that they can trust them a little bit more. There's three things I want to touch on with the last one. One, I think it's pretty clear he's been given a directive to be more physical, and he was quite physical in this game. Yes. Uh, the problem is that physicality is like a shotgun blast. It's just scattershot. It isn't very thought out. He just sees a guy and decides he's going right. to hit him. You can tell it's not a consistent part of his exactly. game. Exactly. So that needs to be refined a little bit. And then the two things, if he does these two things, I think he's an NHLer. One, he needs to learn how to protect the puck better. When the puck is on his stick, he cannot be losing it as easy as he does with his size. And two, he needs to learn how to win puck battles, whether that's engaging in them more actively right. or simply just committing to them. I, if he does those two things, he's an NHLer for sure. But he has to start doing those two things a lot more effectively. And consistently, right? Consistently. Because yes. he did improve on this last year. He received a directive from Cronin to hunt for pucks and to even embody the mindset of a hunter. And I think it resonated with him. I noticed a difference in his game. It's now just an issue of consistency. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Which is hard. Next up, this one stood out, I think, to both of you. So I'm, I'm going to let you guys take the lead on, on Jason Poland's game today. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm such an easy go with the college kids. But you know <laughs> why? It's part because I don't get to watch as much college hockey as I used to. But in seeing DU Western Michigan games, Western Michigan's program stood out to me for the identity that that team plays with. And it is a very physical, punishing identity on the whole. And I think that's a really interesting thing for an entire team to incorporate. And I hadn't really seen it in Poland in the American League games that he got in last year. I really viewed him as this well-rounded player, but nothing had quite stood out yet. And then in seeing him on this stage so up close, this is where the physicality jumped out at me. And I think back to Anton Bleed and Jared Bednar saying that he likes loud players. You have to do something to stand out. And I don't know that I'm ready to start talking about how Jason Pullen is going to stand out to Jared Bednar specifically, but it comes with the physicality. He was as I mentioned before, a punishing player to play opposite of. I hadn't quite seen that much brutality from him before. And in he, a showcase really like this, he has to. He was yeah. destroying people. <laughs> I was almost shocked. Like, there was a part of me that wondered, is this the time and place? But in a lot of ways, it is. Because this is where impressions get made, and they can be hard to break, like first impressions especially. And this is something of a first impression, because he hasn't been in many games yet for the Avs to watch. Eric, I think uh, your favorite phrase of late has been, he's a bottom of the lineup guy. 
Absolutely. And, and now if I'm, again, you're saying scouting. Like, if you're watching that game today, I've never seen him play. He comes to your eye, like he comes to play. You're like, who's that? You know what I mean? Like, I gotta see this guy again, you know? And then, and for that reason, I love it. I love the signing. Um, I, I don't need to, 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 I know he's only gonna get better here this next few weeks, right? Because he showed today, again, he's older, but he looked like a man amongst boys, right? And, and, and the physicality, all that. Like he looked strong, he looked like, like a Greek god out there. I mean, honestly, like he was like, it was like, whoa, who is that, you know? But he made plays, and I'll tell you, well, the play I liked the most, there was about two minutes to go in the game, right before going to overtime, he had the back checked, and who's coming at him? Logan Cooley. <laughs> it's a tough play, because as a forward, you're coming back, and then you have a guy like that, and don't kid yourself, you know who it is, so you're like, oh, I gotta be careful here, right? My angling's gotta be right. If you come out of that interaction with clean pants, you're doing good. That's, That's it. so funny. That's it, and then, you know, it was like, he walked out of there, his angling was perfect, he went like, you know, unscathed, like it was perfect. The puck got, boom, he made the pass, jumped in the other way. I mean, I tell you one thing, for me, that was really big, you know, watching yep. the game, like, okay, I, I, I saw him hit, I saw him get in the offensive zone, I saw him get some shots, but then it showed me that he can play in all three zones. Right there, you can see that he's, he's an intelligent hockey player. Um, I really liked him. I think, I, I don't think this is the last we see of him this season. Well, it's not the last you see of him in this podcast because Megan talked to him after the game. So we've got some footage that we can <laughs> roll so for funny. you right now. Here's the Greek god. Roll it. <laughs> uh, obviously, you get summer hockey and all, you know, all summer. You're practicing, you're training, all that stuff. First game back, just kind of how it was out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, got, got a, little, get a little bit of the rust off. But, you know, once you get the first period down, you know, you get into the swing of things and, you know, just got to get back into hockey mode taking hits and stuff like that kind of help snap you back into it? Yeah, yeah, you know, just want to make an impact in the game somehow and, you know, so that's what, throwing the body and getting some energy for the guys and that's kind of when we do that. You know, a little bit of back and forth there in the first and it seems like things kind of stalled out on, on both sides there, but the second, how'd you guys kind of rebound from that? Yeah, I mean, we, we knew we had more in it. Uh, you know, we went down and, you know, we, we're a resilient group and uh, we decided to put our, put our head down and go to work and, you know, it worked out for us. What are you hoping your game will really shine through in the showcase this weekend? Uh, yeah, I, I just try to be a good two-way player and, uh, you know, if the offense isn't there, then try and block down defense and, you know, like I said, make an impact, whether it's throwing the hits, skin shots in that, whoever it is to help the team. Can you speak a little bit to the physical side of the game that obviously seemed to be a big part tonight? I know Western Michigan had that identity too. Is that a little bit true of both who you are as a player, where you're coming from? Yeah, uh, I like to include a little grit to my game. You know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a skill guy, you know, I, like I said, I like to be a two-way player and, you know, best throwing the body in once in a while, uh, I'm willing to do that. How did your experience getting in pro games last year prepare you for the showcase this weekend? Uh, it helped a lot. You know, it was, it was a great experience playing with the Eagles, you know, just to see the speed and the physicality of the game. So I think that really helped me out here, you know, some younger guys out here, but, uh, you know, I just want to show the guys kind of like what, what pro hockey is kind of like. Brian, uh, Brian Wilson was just talking to us yesterday about how this weekend is really nice for you guys to be able to get ramped up for camp next week. What are you trying to take out of this to take into game or practice and camp and stuff next week? I think just getting get into the swing of it. You know, it, we're just trying to get a little rust off, and you know, these, this, this weekend these games will help us get into the, back into game shape. And you know, uh, like I said, just just getting back into the swing of it. Is that it? Awesome. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks so much, Jason Poland, right there. So, look, a lot of these kids. This is going to be 
one of their only experiences playing with an NHL team. Not the case for Poland. Is he likely to make the NHL right away or maybe not this year at all? No, it's, it's, it doesn't seem super likely. But this is the start of a path to an AHL job and working up that ladder for him. How does that compare to some of the other guys we have in that fork? Or to a Steinberg, to a Sandalin, which is a little bit of a different tier there, obviously, not on the NHL contract. But when you're looking at that AHL depth, is, did Poland put himself at the top today? A hair above Steinberg, but okay. they're close, and it's honestly very similar to Logan O'Connor's path to the NHL. I think if there is one, it's going to have to follow something similar. They have to be elite AHL players, and like Eric has mentioned, they have to make the avalanche make tough decisions, and that's true of both of those players. Because Steinberg, the one thing about his game that reminds me of Logan O'Connor is the way in which he can beat guys into doing things because of how he plays that could draw penalties like it didn't he took a penalty too so it doesn't always work but he is someone called him a pest and he is a pest to play against i think that's a part of his game too that he can grow into even more especially if he really remains more disciplined like i don't think it was off the rails but if he can channel that in a productive way, because I think Logan O'Connor walks this line very well, too. Logan O'Connor is mouthy in between whistles, oh, he's but he's usually not caught doing anything well, actually wrong. And he was in that whatever that was at the end of the second period. Steinberg. The Steinberg was, yeah. Yeah, it, and I, it reminded me of Logan O'Connor because <laughs> all I saw was his mouth moving, but he actually hadn't done anything physically, but an entire Arizona Coyotes team was coming over to him. <laughs> and that's, whatever he's saying, it's affecting. <laughs> it's effectively getting under their skin. And that's an interesting quality for a player to have. And I'm excited to see it because that's what was touted from his college career. But he also comes equipped with some penalty kill experience. And he also can play with a pretty physical edge. So I'm excited to see how that translates at the American League level more because he is someone limited sample size. Um, and it's like a Poland, though. I'm not ready to start having NHL conversations. I need yeah. to see a lot more at the American League level. But... He fits the prototype of what you need in a bottom of the line of guy, now that we're saying that. And the Avs, I think, are seeking that specific type of player for a reason. That's where their needs are. We should be clear. We're not saying bottom of the line of guy is a negative no, either. No, no, We're no, talking no. about a guy making the NHL in a specific role. There's blue-collar habits that come with that role that yep. the John Luke Foodies of the world have to incorporate in their game exactly. just to be considered. Yep. These guys are coming ready-made with some of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jason Poland, like what I'm trying to say, what we're trying to say, bottom line of the line, he scored 30 goals last year. We're in Vegas right now. I'm going to bet you he'll never Here's score the 30 in the NHL. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. That does not mean he's not a good player. In my book, if you can figure it out like Logan O'Connor did, you have to bring something specific to the table. Logan O'Connor was what? Speed, fourth line minutes, and penalty killing. Yes. Right? You, you, you master that, you can play the next 10, 12 years. And that's what he's figured out that others did not. Others did not. Look on the roster of the Eagles the last few years, and he's the one that mastered that. So a guy like Poland's going to have to figure it out. A guy like Steinberg is going to have to figure out, what am I? What do I need to do? Am I skilled enough to be a skilled player in the NHL? Or am I going to have to invent or get some tools in my toolbox, right, you know, to, to figure out what I am? The NHL is a tough league. It's the best players in the world, and it's it's a worldwide sport. We know that. It's guys from Europe, it's guys from Canada, U.S., you name it. 
there's a lot of good players. So you have to figure out a way how you can stick to a lineup. How do you fit in the puzzle? Or how are you a piece of the pie guy? Yeah. You know what I mean? And the ones that are stubborn, the ones that don't want to figure that one out, they say, no, I am a skill guy. Yeah. They don't play. Yeah. And don't, they never pan out. But the ones that do, they find a way. You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see because those guys are very similar. Like for me, Poland, you know, popped again more than Steinberg. Yeah. But yeah. both of them I thought were good. Eric, do you have a top chirp you can say on camera? Oh. <laughs> That's a no. Yeah, That's let a me no. think about that one. Hold on. Well, you think I about had a few. It. We are brought to you by Shady Rays. Look, we're in Vegas. There are going to be some mornings where we might need to be wearing Shady Rays to hide our eyes a little bit for our own sakes, let alone from keeping them from the sun. Get your Shady Rays today at ShadyRays.com. Use the DNVR code. Get 50% off when you order two pairs of sunglasses or more. Shady Rays are awesome. I brought mine. Don't need them right now because it's beautiful out. But when we're doing a show tomorrow in the middle of the day, yeah, I'm going to be wearing those things. You better believe it. So go get them. They're incredible products. They're super affordable. And the best part is first 30 days, you lose them, break them, or just don't like them, send them back. They'll replace them entirely for free. Again, ShadyRays.com to go check them out. Get your sunglasses. Protect your eyeballs. And then, if someone were to theoretically push me into that pool, I would call Bacchus and Shanker. 2-2-2-2-2-2-2 today. I jest, but seriously, if you have been in a car accident, or if you're injured at work, or if something just unfortunate that happened that is not your fault, call Bacchus and Shanker today at that two number, or go to coloradolaw.net. They'll give you a free consultation. If they think you have a case, they'll take it on completely for free initially. You pay nothing until you win your case with Bacchus and Shanker. They just want to get you what you deserve. They've been doing it for over 25 years, and they've won over a billion dollars for their clients in that time. So they are very, very good at what they do at Bacchus and Shanker. Go over to coloradolaw.net, get that free consultation, get what you deserve. Bacchus and Shanker have your back. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. So we keep on rolling here. A couple other guys I want to start about, talk about, excuse me. One, the Logan O'Connor comparison. The guy who looked most like Logan O'Connor to me today was Maros Jalishka. Look, not saying he's close to the NHL. Obviously, he's playing over in Europe right now. But you're asking for a guy with high effort, high intensity. That guy was all over the ice, slamming into puck battles. And how effective was it? Man, some hit or miss there, for sure. Is the skill level a question? Absolutely. But it, it's stuff like that. That's where you start to will yourself into a good position. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's a long conversation. We don't have to talk about him too much because we'll see in a couple of years where he's at. But looking at the rest of this abs lineup, I think the two key guys we still need to talk about here, one, Trent Miner, two, Jeremy Hansel. Miner played pretty darn well today. This is a guy trying to battle for an AHL goalie spot. Abs goaltending a little bit in a weird spot right now with no one really knows where Franco's is exactly at. Is this the pathway to Miner being an AHL goaltender this year? You know, I think he's been on that track and it's been something of a mystery to me why he hasn't had a little more of a chance because I, I think even his AHL showings have been good and he continues to be good at the East Coast level. 
And the storyline has changed, though. It's become incredibly important for him because of Pavel Franco's news, and no doubt he knows that information too. And so he knows what's at stake in this showcase this weekend and why it's important for him to have had the composure he did from the drop of the puck, which I thought was impressive because there was a lot of traffic in front of him. Immediately, they were, you know, Logan Cooley was immediate, and he had to contend with that and a defense in front of him that is made up of a lot of guys who are newly playing with each other for the first time and newly playing sort of at this pace. And so there are a lot of things stacked against Miner, and I thought he played really well. I think he has been in a position to contend for an AHL job for a while now. It's just been tough because it's like you don't want him to compete for Eustace's minutes, though, because those are Eustace's for a reason. He is a high-end goalie prospect, so he should be the starter. And so then is Miner sitting for right. significant chunks of the season. So I understand that side of it, but in seeing the skill tonight, it is there. I, I want more opportunity for him. I understand why it's been challenging before, but I think the skill is there for him to be an AHL goaltender. But well, we talked about the Coyotes making that step, right? Yep. So it's the same thing on a personal level for, for Trent Miner. You want to show that you can make that step. Now as goalies, goalies take time. Well, some of them, it's okay to go play in the ECHL for a season or two, and then you get some, some reps, some minutes. But I was impressed by him. I, I've never really seen him play. Um, so that was my first time. Uh, not his first showcase, right? And then, but he was square to the puck. He was cool under pressure, like you said. You know, Logan Cooley coming down on you. You know, he. Uh, I thought he was up to the task. I mean, I didn't mind him at all. And I, I think that's his job. He's got to show Peter Budai, the rest of the uh, you know, Avs organization that that he can be trustworthy this season. If. Eustace is in Colorado or whatever, whatever it is, being, right? Yeah. Whatever it ends up being, you know, that's why he's here. That's why you train all summer, and that's why you want to show in those games here. And again, he's not going to play every game, right? You know, there's another guy there. So uh, somewhere, somehow, yep. every opportunity counts. Every time you step on that ice, there's an opportunity for you to show what you can do. And I think he passed the test today. You love it when they pass the test. That's likely his only game he'll get here as the right, differing three goalies. Yeah. So. Uh, then Jeremy Hansel, look, two-on-one coming against him. He does the lie-down slide and breaks up the play. Yeah. He's an ab. He's an ab at that point. I said it at the rink. That's what makes him an ab. But beyond that, a guy that we've talked about is kind of in a weird spot. Going back to Seattle, maybe he gets a contract. I don't know. Is today a step in the right direction? Is this a, a little bit of a, a shine on him from the Avs front office point of view? It's it's definitely a step in the right direction. Obviously, we talked about the conflict ahead for him is opportunity, and so there. It, it's actually interesting. We talk about how they have to players have to make front office make difficult decisions, and he yeah. could be one of those because we talk about some of the players that were out there defensively tonight that did not look like they necessarily should have a guaranteed spot on the Eagles blue line. And that's what makes it interesting then for Hansel, who I thought he looked good. I could see the contrast between a player like Malinsky, but I thought the decision-making was coming from a good place. Sometimes I talked about meaningful possession. Sometimes he didn't always make the best decision, but it wasn't a wrong decision. It just maybe wasn't the most um, 
the most dangerous scoring up. Like when he was quarterbacking PP2, honestly, the power play is a separate discussion, so I'm not even yeah, pinning that on Hansel. For a, just want to clarify yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but I like the decision making, like sacrificing the body to block a shot just on instinct. Obviously, you want to see that out of out of a defender, but. I really liked what I saw though. I thought he was still pretty well-rounded and I've described him as having a little bit of a pro polish already despite not having gotten in pro games. And I still feel similarly, but you also see where he needs the reps. And I think with the reps, that polish will come even more so. And I have a lot of confidence in that still having watched him. I really did like what I saw from him today. Uh, I liked Hansel too. But nice. I, and then you guys hyped him up a little bit. I've never seen him play, and you guys do a great we, job. We did a sell job for That's him. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> these did. guys, these Wait, guys the and AJ. <laughs> those guys, I mean, those two and AJ do an unbelievable job, like, researching prospects, and way more than, than I know. Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm saying this. You guys have done your research on those guys. It's amazing. Like, um, it's nice because it helps me coming in here, you know what I mean? Then you see, all right, I'm going to watch this Hansel guy. And I was impressed. I think you guys sold them the right way. Um, I think there's a little bit of rottenness to him, a little bit, a little yes. bit sure. uh, compared sure. to Malinsky. Malinsky's more oh, yeah. fluid, yeah. more smooth. He's more a little, you know, a little also four years older. That, so. that, <laughs> Three. No, <laughs> sorry, yeah. How many years are we taking off of that? <laughs> I, I totally agree, and that's what I'm saying. He's he's a different type of player, but somewhere, somehow, you see something in him. You see, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do with him, right? Yep. I mean, that's a. That, that's a conversation that these guys are going to have in, in the war room and, and with his agent and himself and you know where but again make them make decisions and that's yeah. why he's here these next few weeks and, and you want to show where you're at and, and what you did over the summer did you really put in the effort are you a different player than you were at the last you know training camp and obviously you had a wonderful season last year and you know you want to show that maybe you don't want to go back there you want to move on to the next step so right. there's a lot to do this weekend i think again not to use the same line but he passed the test too in my opinion after your sales job you know an aj sales <laughs> job um i i totally agree you guys you know it's uh yeah it was well described i, I was very uh, pleasantly uh you know not surprised because you guys have talked about him but i really like what i saw from jeremy hansel the rest of the lineup is, is kind of a hodgepodge of guys. Johnny Fairbrother, part of the Alex Newhook trade. Yeah, look, it's a kid who hasn't played hockey in almost a year. So yeah, let's see where it goes from here. That's a guy who, that's his first real competition since blowing up his ACL. So whatever he ends up being, we'll see. But don't put too much stock into one game. I'll put it that way about him. Uh, Fun to see a kid from Parker, Colorado, too, yeah, right? You know what local. I mean? Brian Ewens, it's nice to see that. I think I saw his family, I think, uh, in the stands. And uh, kind of nice to see local product, you know what I mean? Uh, again, it's not an NHL game, but it's an NHL you know, rookie showcase. And, uh, you know, he's doing those steps. Obviously, he played at CC you know, last year. But uh, that was fun to see. It was fun to see somebody from, you know, homegrown. I do, I do love that storyline. Yeah. Captain... CC kid. Yep. We talk about why Colorado getting an all team could be important. It's because there's visibility on these D1 schools that are here because it's no longer just DU kids getting recognition because Sean Barron's is in the system, right? They're looking at CC. They're, yep. I don't, I'm sure they're looking at Air Force to some degree, and it's not to demerit that program, but they're looking at these schools, and that's why D1 commitments are important because 
that's going to influence then where players want to go to school because yep. they know that the Avalanche are in their backyard and they are watching closely and it can translate to a camp invite, East Coast well, contract. Now he's got a he's got a pro job lined up next year with the Grizzlies. And then it goes beyond that. You have Kyle Mayhew here. You Absolutely. Have, you have Stapley oh, yeah. here. Like. Sean Barron's tea partner. I wonder why that happened. <laughs> Math adds up. No, I, I, there's, I do like things about Mayhew, but there's some limitations that are difficult to overcome there. But the conversation is more, now Mayhew's going to go, hey, look, I played it to you, and the Avs gave me a shot to come into a camp like this. Yeah. And, and maybe it doesn't work out or whatever, but that connection is still there. Right, an opportunity is born from yep. that. Uh, speaking of homegrown products, Breckenridge Brewery. The official beer of DNVR. You can get eight different kinds on tap at the DNVR bar, or you can find it at your local liquor store. I might have to go find some out here in Vegas. I'm craving an avalanche, so maybe they have it. Maybe I'll go find it somewhere. Who knows? You can get yours at breckbrew.com. Use their beer locator online there. <coughs> Excuse me. Also, from Breckenridge, Breckenridge Distillery. If hard alcohol is more your thing, go try their whiskey. It's won a ridiculous amount of awards. Or you can try two of their new styles of whiskey, the Broncos styles between Alfred Williams and Ed McCaffrey. They're doing a little competition which one is better there. You can check it out at BreckenridgeBourbon.com. Uh, go over there. You can also go on to Instagram, use the Broncos Bourbon hashtag, Post your favorite Broncos pictures, and you're entered in for a chance to win sweet tickets to the New Year's Eve game against the Chargers for the Broncos. Look, this place might top it, but Broncos sweet tickets, a close second for a sure. place to watch a game. All right? Just saying. Stadium swim is where I would want to be. I'm just throwing it out there. But Broncos tickets, they're pretty cool, too. Use that Broncos bourbon hashtag. Go over to Instagram and get your chance to win tickets. Of course, head on over to breckbourbon.com today. Check out all their great products. We love them over here. You Did you go to the, the distillery? No? All right. We had a bunch of people went out to the distillery. I forget who all went, but they had a great time. Oh, no, I did. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't I know thought, why I, I shook my head did. no so confidently. I liked it a lot, too. There you go. It was really nice. Endorsed by Megan herself. I'm so sorry. It wasn't. I thought you were talking about um, what's it called? Dispensary. Ah, yes. Sorry. No, so I was like, no. no, I don't think I was Megan, there for that. Megan's not a kind lover. <laughs> no, but I, I did go to the distillery and it was awesome. There you go. Go check it out for yourself, Breckenridge Distillery. Last overtime period since the game went to overtime here. <laughs> You're going to see Andre Pavel on Sunday, most likely, in that game, in that similar conversation with guys like Poland, with guys like Steinberg. What do you want to see out of Game 2 for Colorado? Out of Pavel specifically? I'm going to broaden it to the whole team, but sure, Pavel as well. Because this game really highlighted the need for center depth, and I know that's how yes, they'd like to utilize him. So if he can demonstrate that he's an adequate centerman, has a strong two-way game, I know that the heart, the effort is there from everything we've seen over this summer and the amount of work that he's put in. Now what I'd really like to see is the puck skill, the handling, passing, Which one's shooting. Andre Pavel, okay, he yeah, didn't, yeah, we yeah, haven't yeah, yeah, seen yeah. him just in this, this showcase, and... That's what I really want to see is the puck skill um, 
that's where I have some concerns. And I, I think that's still going to be an important quality. But I do think there are a lot of things that I'm looking forward to seeing that I don't have any doubt are going to shine through. And that is the commitment to every play, every second, start, end of the shift. I think that is Andre Pavel. And if he can be an adequate centerman, the Avs absolutely need that center depth because I think this is a tough game down the middle. Yep. Well, now there's a foundation, right? It's a new season. Again, the foundation is a big word, but you know it's a rookie showcase game. But there's a game played, so now you got to have that mentality of if I'm a player, anything you do, I can do better. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you have to do. So now, if I'm Steinberg, and I say, mm, maybe Poland was better than me, I go to bed tonight. I'm going to be better than him tomorrow. Why? Because you're fighting for the same things. And I understand your teammates, and we're all friends, and yay, you know, but, but somewhere, somehow, you're competing for the same ice. You're competing for the same jobs. And you have to look at your game and, and to be able to evaluate how you played and what you can do better. But you have to have that doggy tug mentality, even internally, because I can be better than you. Yep. And, and I know we're eating tonight and we're having a great time together and we're going to bed, but I'm going to be better than you tomorrow. And that's what the internal competition needs to be. And you hear coaches in training camp talk about this all the time. Bednar's going to say that next week. Yeah, there's jobs up for grabs, right? You know, and it's, it's the internal competition and we want the fire to be going in there. So, so if I'm those guys, that's what I want to do tomorrow. I want to show up and, you know, the one you just talked about, Andre. I have a hard time with his name, but Pavel. I mean, Andre. I, I want to be better yeah. than Poland. Yeah. I understand it might be different positions, but it doesn't matter. I want to have a better impression than Poland did, and it's going yeah. to be interesting to see. Look, the bar is set, and if you want to pop, you got to rise above that. That's bar. a great point. So that's it. It's as simple as that. Anyone else we want to touch on, or are we uh, ready to go jump in this pool? Yeah, we're going in the pool. <laughs> All right, we're going to get out of here. We will be back tomorrow with a super cool show that goes live at 2 p.m. Mountain. We're talking to Avs GM Chris McFarland. So I'm super excited for it. I hope you guys are, too, to hear what he has to say. Tune in tomorrow for that. we got a ton more content coming for you tonight. I know AJ's already writing some stuff. I got more video work to come up on YouTube as well. We appreciate all y'all. Give us follows on DNVR Avalanche. Subscribe here to the YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify. All that good stuff. We are out. We will talk to you from Vegas tomorrow.